of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Let us pray. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor, we thank you for being ever present. We thank you because indeed you are the most merciful, the most gracious. We thank you for the privilege of coming together one more time into your presence. And we know that before we go here, you have been here. And we know that you are here to do us good. So we thank you in advance for the blessings, for the deliverances, for the healings, for the salvation of souls. We give you all the praises. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to start from Psalm 23, the same scripture we considered on Thursday. So it just kind of continuing what... We started on Thursday. As a quick reminder, I remember we told ourselves, as it's obvious from the Bible, this is a psalm of David. And I read, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the sea waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The first line, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you don't observe anything from that line of scripture, there's something you cannot bet notice. The personal feel in the line, the Lord is my shepherd. So if anything, we find David bringing it out before all that, look, I have a special relationship with God. What I have with the God of the universe, what I have with the covenant God of Israel is beyond general. I have a personal relationship with him. He is my shepherd. And let me tell you this quickly. Once you begin to see God in a personal relationship with yourself, you may not appropriately or adequately enjoy the whole blessings that is found in this relationship. As a matter of fact, when I began to see this of David, and like we shared on Thursday, we began to realize that no wonder he lived such an unusual life. He enjoyed God more than any person in his generation. There was something uniquely different about David. And what exactly led to that? His unusual depth and understanding of God. And so when we're looking at that, we say, no wonder he will write in someone. He says, blessed is the man. That's right. And I'm saying it, I'm putting it to you right now as a covenant child of God, you are blessed. And my sincere desire is that by the end of this service, you begin to see how to begin to appropriate all that is yours, which God has wrought for you and for me in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. So in Psalm 1, we find him saying something like, blessed is the man. So the first thought of David, as far as man is concerned, that is vis-a-vis God, is that God has blessed you. You are a blessed man. You are a blessed woman. You are a blessed child of God. So if David would think of man relative to God, he sees a blessed creature. I mean blessed. Hallelujah. But then he didn't just stop there. He said, blessed is the man that was not in the council of the ungodly. That stands not in the way of sin, that sits not in the seat of discomfort, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. Hallelujah. And in this law, he meditates day and night. Now, see David saying, man is blessed. 
But he made this to say that a thin line between living the blessed life and of course the not so blessed life. And what's the thin line? Your company. David said that. And in addition to that, your delight. What do you take pleasure in doing? See, if you take the light in the Lord of God, and what does that translate to? You are meditating on it day and night. So you cannot but manifest the rich blessings of God in your life. Can I say this to somebody here? Listen to me. It's a new beginning for you in the name of Jesus. God has indeed blessed you. From now, I see you rising to another level of blessing in the name of Jesus. And so we began to look at this. This, David, was unusual. And before I begin to dwell deeply into this Psalms, I just want to just bring you quickly to remembrance of some of the things that we considered on Thursday. We looked at Psalm 3, a Psalm of David, and then we found David saying that the Lord is my shield, my glory, the lifter of my head. He knew something about God that most men and women in this time did not know. God is my shepherd, Psalm 23. Psalm 1, God automatically blesses man provided man knows how to keep out of what will distract and jettison the blessings. Psalm 3 said God is man's shield. God is man's glory. God himself is the one that lifts up a man's head. So in other words, put your trust in God. You will never be ashamed. Glory be to God in the highest. Of course, Psalm 8, we find David again writing and meditating on this great God, loving Father. He says in Psalm 8, O Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. He knew enough at the time that the name of God, the name of the Lord, will answer every question on earth. We bring about the solution to every of humans' problem. How excellent. Your name is excellent for all situations. Hallelujah. And he says something. He said, out of the mouths of babes and suckling infants, you have ordained strength. Look, David was too much. He knew so much about God. Like I said, his depth and revelations of God were unique. Then he says something there before I leave some aid. He said, when I consider the moon and the stars and all the works of your hand, then I begin to wonder, now what is man that you give him so much attention? What is man that you seem to give extra care to him? And he went to explain. So you made him a little lower than the angels. That's right. And you crowned him with glory and with honor. He said you made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. Why man of all creatures? He said, and you have put all things under his feet. Glory be to God in the highest. All sheep and oxen and even the beasts of the field. The birds of the air, the fish of the sea, that passes through the paths of the seas. He said, oh Lord our God, how excellent. Now, I want to begin to look at David. David was saying, look God, in my revelation of you, in my understanding of you, I see you give extra attention to man. Even when man is struggling with understanding, you yet continue to do this for man. What is man? And remember, David in thinking this way will always remind himself, I'm a man. And so whatever he's thinking of man vis-a-vis God, he's seeing himself in that picture. No wonder he's able to say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. No wonder in Psalm 27, he will say, The Lord is my light and my salvation. I mean, he saw God as his personal God, as his Father, one with whom he has a personal relationship. Glory be to God in the highest. We can go on and on and on and on. Remember Psalm 103? He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. He said, Who forgives? 
Now, addressing God as the keeper, the one that watches over his soul, David had an unusual insight. Back to Psalm 23, he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let me now dwell on this revelation of God being a shepherd. You know, somebody says something about David in the Psalms, particularly. And of course, he corroborated in the fulfillment of all the prophecies, as it were. I mean, the New Testament. John 10 11 says, I am the good shepherd. Jesus said that. Now, remember when David lived, we're talking thousands of years before. So the question is, how did he get a revelation of God as a shepherd? And when Jesus came, got the son, he said, I am the good shepherd. Glory be to God in the highest. As a matter of fact, somebody made something clearly. I got this from somebody's work on the internet, so I give credit to him. He said, comparing the writings of David, you discover that there are three chapters of the book of Psalms. 22, 23, 24 consecutively. And they are all the shepherd's psalm. Say in Psalm 22, he refers to him as the good shepherd. Really? If you read through, he refers to him as the suffering shepherd. He refers to him as the savior. Glory be to God in the highest. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groanings. So generally in Psalm 22, you see him as a savior. David saw him as his personal savior. And of course, the references in Psalm 22 is the cross, the suffering. Look at verse 16. It says, For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, verse 19, do not be far from me. Now, you see, he was talking about himself similarly. But you can see him lapsing into prophecy, as it were. And whose prophecy? Prophecy of Jesus Christ, the one whose hands and whose feet were pierced. The one who was jeered at. The one whose clothes was cast as lot amongst them. So here he was talking about the suffering Messiah. How bad in his personal relationship with God and in the light of what he was going through and his ability to call on this personal God, personal shepherd to deliver. And so we see him alluding to the suffering shepherd, as it were, the good shepherd. John 10, who lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus said that. Glory be to God in the highest. Then we get to Psalm 23, which we have just read. I'm talking of David saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He alludes to him again, Hebrews 13, 20 to 21. And that's clear. Since now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. That great shepherd of the sheep. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Now look at this. Make you complete. So what are we saying? The good shepherd, the living shepherd, lives for his sheep. So whilst in 22, we're looking at emphasis and more on the cross, the shepherd's suffering. In 23, emphasis are on the nurturing of the shepherd. He's rod and his staff, comforting me. Leading beside the still waters. Hallelujah. And of course, Psalm 24. Opening with the earth is the laws and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwells with the again. That's a revelation of David. Amazing revelation. I mean, in every psalm, in every poem, in every writing of David, you see the depth of the person and character of God. Apart from that, you begin to see things about prophecies into how God deals with us here on earth. Look at Psalm 24 which we look at as reference to the great shepherd. First of all, let me just say this. The great shepherd in First Peter chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. Hear what 
Apostle Peter wrote about Jesus. From verse 1, it says, The elders who are among you are exhort. I who am also a fellow elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. It says, Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you but being example to the flock now look at verse 4 when the chief shepherd appears you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away look at the references here talking to the elders those in charge of the flock and it refers to the people the congregation of the saints the saints as the flock can you see the shepherding thing there and it now refers to the shepherd as those who are shepherding he says they should shepherd them the flock of god and now says and when the chief shepherd shall appear hallelujah glory be to god in the highest so we see jesus here being referred to as the chief shepherd but look at psalm 24 and see how this compares it says the earth is the lost and the fullness thereof the world and all that dwells within now that says in verse 3 he says we may ascend into the hill of the lord or who may stand in his holy place. He said, He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, said he shall receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. In verse 7 he says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up ye everlasting doors. Why? That the King of glory shall come in. Said, Who is this King of glory? Said, The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, so ye gaze, and lift up you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, He is the King of glory. Now, He is talking about the coming King, the second coming of the Lord. Reference to First Peter chapter 5, He said, He is the chief shepherd. Who is going to appear? And so we find that Psalm 22, we're talking about the shepherd looking at the justification and emphasis were on the cross, his suffering, laying down his life, salvation as it were. Remember, he said it himself in John chapter 10. He said, I'm the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep. Hallelujah. In Psalm 23, he says, Look, he's my shepherd, I shall not want. He guides me, he leads me, he satisfies me. So we're talking of sanctification as it were. Emphasis there is on the crook, that is the rod and the staff. Hallelujah. Nurturing as it were. In Psalm 24 is the exalted shepherd. <laughs> Who will return for his sheep? Glory be to God in the highest. Is the shepherd a sovereign? Glory be to God in the highest. And then instead of talking of life of sanctification or justification, we're talking of life of glorification as it were. Glory be to God in the highest. So while the good shepherd has saved us from the penalty of sin, the great shepherd is saving us from the power of sin and the chief shepherd will save us from the presence of sin. Glory be to God in the highest. And so you begin to see the depth of David's revelation. Hallelujah. So when David was saying, the Lord is my shepherd, you know, see what he was thinking. And in his meditation, by the time he began to catch the word for the present, to deal with the present situation of his life through meditation on the word of God. We say, which word? Come on, where do you think he got some aid from? Reading the writings of Moses. Reading the prophets and the laws. Exactly. And so from there, God took him to begin to see into the future prophetically. Seeing the Messiah coming. Piercing his hand, piercing his feet. Come on, Psalm 22. And seeing the era that we're living. 
where we are continuously being sanctified, having been saved and justified, we are continuously being sanctified, being nurtured into perfection, as it were. And then to Psalm 24, talking about He's coming again for a glorious church. Hallelujah. So you can begin to see the revelations of David. So now let me bring you back now to Psalm 23 that we're looking at because what we're looking at today is my shepherd. Glory be to God in the highest. Jesus, your shepherd, my shepherd. So he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now you have a little understanding of the depth of his knowledge and what he probably was thinking of when he was saying this. So for him to say, I shall not want. Honest, with the kind of knowledge of God I had, of course, what do you think he will ever lack? If I can begin to see God like David saw God, hey, things will change. Much more than they are today for me. And I see them changing much more in Jesus' name. So he says, I shall not want. So he wasn't just saying, I have a covenant God or Father who knows me in and out. Beyond knowing me, he knows my needs. Glory be to God in the highest. I shall not want. So he talks about his needs. He talks about all that he will ever require. Everything that will make life the best for him. What will actually make him truly fulfill that description of blessed is the man. He says, my shepherd is the reason he makes sure I have everything I need. He saves me from unnecessary worries and cares. Glory be to God. He's today my sanctifying Lord. Hallelujah. He's my justifier. He's my sanctifier. Remember in the book of 1 Corinthians 1.30. He said, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us. He became for us. Hallelujah. The wisdom of God. Hallelujah. So he's my present day wisdom. If only I will always remember that. That he's my present day wisdom. I'm talking of nurturing. I'm talking of sanctifying. Glory be to God in the highest. He said, Who became for us the wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption? I mean, Paul wrapped everything together. Can you see? Every man that will meditate on the word of God, we get to where David got to, where Peter got to, where Paul got to. So, can't you see that someone summarizes the life of a winner, a conqueror, a believer, blessed? His delight is in the love of the Lord and he meditates day and night. Remember, we talked about meditation before. God says, Joshua, can I give you a secret? You want to walk in your high places. You want to appropriate all the blessings that are earmarked for your life. Say, so don't let this book of the Lord depart out of your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. The same secret. Glory be to God. So he said, I shall not want. Then two says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. So why should I want? He restores my soul. Let me just stop here. What we have just read in Psalm 23 verse 2 and the beginning of verse 3 is, hey, he doesn't just knows me in and out. He knows every detail need of my life. And he meets them. Remember Jesus was talking about this in Matthew chapter 6, 31. He says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek. Now look at 32b. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Things. So 
don't worry yourself he knows you have a father who knows every detailed need of your life when he was saying the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he was alluding to this and jesus came god the son says i am the good shepherd who laid down his life and he began to bring us into good understanding and knowledge of the father and part of what he says is this do not fret yourself unnecessarily for what you're going to eat or drink or where you're going to live see if you do that you behave like the heathen it gives so much lessons there then 32b says your father knows what you need so david was in there and said my father my shepherd knows what i need remember the parable of the lost sheep trying to let us see the heart of the father said he will leave the night tonight and go after one that is going astray he has a heart for the sheep and david was saying god loves me so much god will not let me go astray and get lost god will come after me david had an understanding of god the father remember what he said there he said when i consider the heavens some eight this moon the stars the work of your hand he said what is man and david knew that he was a man so david was meditating and said man i hold a special place in the heart of god can i tell you something no honest listen to me regardless of all where you have missed it regardless of the losses of your life up until now regardless of anyone who has condemned you regardless of what any man might be saying concerning you and your future i want you to know something today god loves you specially you're special in god's heart god will live the night and night who are good he will keep them somewhere and come after you and i believe that this morning is coming after you i'm not just saying that there's still hope for you i'm saying there's a great celebration in your future God does not condemn like man condemns. God loves you. Will I ever make it again in life? That's okay. You're thinking like a man. But now that you know that you have a father that will never give up on you. Come on. In those three of parables that Jesus taught, revealing the heart of the father, the prodigal son, remember? It says after he had gone and wasted his livelihood and what the father had toiled for all his life, given to him, he had thought there would be no way for him but when he got to the end of the road hanging at the tail end of the rope no hope for the future he said i remember my father i want you to remember your father today i know that your conscience is telling you that you are a bad boy you are a bad girl things have gone astray yes you are right that's your conscience but your father thinks differently i'm not saying it does he no it doesn't endorse it He's broken hearted that you are this way. But he is longing for your return. He wants to restore you. His love is never ending. Overwhelming. Honestly, almost reckless. If he received and restored the prodigal son, he will restore you. That's why verse 3, David said, He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Again, what a concept. What an understanding. What a revelation. Look at what Jesus did. The Bible says of Jesus in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 21. It says, He who knew no sin became sin that you and I will become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 
see what he wrote. He said, he lifts me in the past for his name's sake. So he did it for you so that it can be for himself. That's grace. That's why the Bible says that it's not of work that any man should boast. It says, as a matter of fact, our attempt at righteousness has filthy rags. Glory be to God in the highest. So having said this, let me remind quickly, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Hallelujah. Having told us the much about God, I cannot introduce them in a very nutshell. But that from the basis, the foundation of his life, the strength of his life. No wonder I will say the Lord is the strength of my life. No wonder I will say that he's my rock, he's my salvation. No wonder I will say, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Hallelujah. We give God the glory for the life of David. Now, having told us in a nutshell the qualities of this God that I have, that you have, with whom he had a personal relationship, and I and you today have a personal relationship, the next thing is talking about our attitude to life. Remember, Psalm 23 talks about the sanctifying shepherd, the nurturing shepherd, the one that is bringing us to perfection, as it were. Glory be to God in the highest. So he now says, He lists me to pass of righteousness for his name's sake. He says, Though now I walk, or I'm walking through the valley of the shadows of death, you know what he says? I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Why? Because he leads me beside the still waters. Why? He restores my soul. Hallelujah. So I will fear no evil. He said, because you are with me. Remember, Romans 8, Paul writing to the Roman church said, For you did not receive, that he's talking about today, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. So you can now understand why they would say, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. As a matter of fact, let me take it from verse 14. So he was saying, Now the state I am right now here, vis-a-vis the shepherd and his ministry, is that even as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear any evil. Look at Paul's writing. Telling us exactly what Jesus Christ has done for us in Christ Jesus. Verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, say we are sons. Hallelujah. So we have a personal relationship with him. Now look at 15. Say, For you did not receive as a son of God. Hallelujah. As a saint. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. No. But you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba Father. Hallelujah. You see, if the devil has a very effective tool, is fear. If the Lord is my shepherd, why should I be afraid? So when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Oh, Jesus himself said it. Come on, Matthew 28. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 said, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Now, you can begin to see the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. If anybody has come to that place where you have come to believe in and receive him as your Lord and Savior, fear has no dominion over you. Hallelujah. You have been delivered from fear. And verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 13 says, So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Glory be to God in the highest. So he said, Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I shall fear no 
evil. Why? Because you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me, they guide me, they direct me, they calm me down, they assure me of your presence, of being in control. Now at this point I want to remind you of David's CV when he went to meet Saul, when Saul was inquiring who he was and whether he was able to face Goliath. What did he say? He said, hey, your servant keeps the flock of his father. And when the bear will come to take a kid, say he went after him and spot him and opened his jaw, got him in there and picked the kid out and of course kill it. He said, When the bear will do that the same, when the lion will do that the same. He said, And if God, who is the great shepherd, who is the shepherd of the shepherd of this flock, could see me through, then that same God will see me through against Goliath. And it happened. So we are talking of having a revelation of the shepherd of your soul, of my soul. It's a revelation of unusual love, overwhelming love, reckless love, never giving up kind of love, which God has towards me and towards you. Can I be frank with you? Let today be a new beginning for you in the name of Jesus. Nothing is too bad that God cannot turn around. You can't be too far gone that God cannot give you a second chance. As a matter of fact, this message is to be a calling to you, a beckoning as it were, that God loves you and is waiting for your arrival. He's waiting right now to receive you. Will you take advantage of this unusual love of God, which to this ordinary world, to this natural world, is seemingly reckless? The kind of love which you are never qualified for, but which God is bringing your way. Will you take it? So this was the heart of David when he was writing this psalm. And that's not to say that David didn't make some mistakes in life, but he knew the God he served. So much so that God will look at him and say, Man, this is a man after my heart. You know my prayer? I want to be a man after God's heart the whole of my life. Hallelujah. And let me be frank with you. He never feels the size of the bargain. And he bends backward to help us keep our sides of it. I see you a champion. I see you rising again. I see you winning over and over again in life. Spiritually, morally, physically, financially, maritally, yes. You have a father who never gives up. You have a father who believes in you when you have no more confidence in yourself. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Did I hear you repeat it? Say it. Say it boldly. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Even if I want step into being buried, will you open your mouth and declare in the name of Jesus? Say, the Lord Jesus is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's right. Do you know what? I see miracles happening already. I'm waiting for your testimonies. In the name of Jesus, we serve the living God, the covenant-keeping God, the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd is coming again. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. He said, because you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He didn't end it that way. He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my end. Oh, glory be to 
God in the highest, in the presence of my enemies, you prepare a table before me. Then you anoint my head with oil. Say, my cup runs over. Say, my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. Say, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Glory be to God in the highest. It's interesting. He said, in the very presence of what is carrying you, what is oppressing you, right in that environment, right in the midst of that turmoil, do you know that God is about to get you celebrated? Psalm 40 verse 4 says, Blessed is the man that puts his trust in the Lord. They said, no one that puts his trust in him shall be put to shame. You will never be put to shame. Can you trust him? Don't forget the secret. When there seems to be no way at all, get into the word of God. Meditate on the goodness of the Lord. You will find from Genesis Revelation, it's all the account of one person, the good shepherd, who himself is the great shepherd, and of course the chief shepherd, the shepherd of our souls. Glory be to God in the highest. Anointed my head with oil, my cup runs over. Prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. I mean, this talks of abundance, of what is seemingly lacking, from which you have been oppressed. You've prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup, yeah, exactly, my cup runs over, my cup runs over. Talk about being anointed. First John, remember, chapter 2, verse 27 says, But the anointing which you have received. From him abides in you when did you receive from him the day you give your life to the Lord. So when we talk about the anointed here, every believer is anointed. You are anointed. David said, I understand this. You anoint my head with oil on a daily basis, even in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. And you know what? The anointing doesn't just make you look good in the face of trouble. It doesn't just make you look calm in the face of trouble. It does. But man, it is the yoke destroying body lifting power of God so they see a calm face and yet you don't mess up with them. My children like soccer. I do too. We've talked to Pastor Jay and I told him, man you are right. And now his younger brothers are, man you, man you are me. It's amazing how people think. But this one boy, you know the current coach of Manchester United, one day they were playing and then man you was winning and my little son, yet to be 10, says, yeah. Say, you know what they call him daddy? They call him baby face assassin. I said, eh, what did you say? He said, baby face assassin. I mean, when he was a player, he looked so cool, very baby face, so calm, like he can't even hurt a fly. But he was a dangerous attacker. He's caught multiple goals in almost every match. So when you see him come, he's so calm, he's like, he's harmless. But on the field, he wrecked teams. That's what he's saying. He annoys my head with oil. Even he prints my enemies. Prepare the table for me. My cup now runs over. Glory be to God in the highest. When God does it, when he heals you, he heals you totally. When he delivers, it's total deliverance. When God supplies, it's in excess. When he strengthens, it's overwhelmingly. God is never into half measures. Amazingly, you see the nature of God even here. In the presence of my enemies, he anoints my head with oil. Prepares a table before me. Glory be to God in the highest. My cup runs over. No wonder Joseph's war was such that they became so rich they didn't understand why. They came to plunder, but they were the one plundered. Hallelujah. Remember the children of Israel leaving Egypt where they were slaves all their lives? They left richer than the entire Egypt. I'm talking to somebody here today. It's good to trust God. Calm down. Put your trust in God. You have a father that loves you like none ever will ever do. I mean, talking of my cup running over, I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians in chapter 9, verse 8. 
He says, and God is able, that's right, is able to make all grace abound. Talk of being anointed. Make all grace abound towards you that you always have an all sufficient. Come on, the Lord is my, I shall not run. Have an all sufficiencies in all things. May have an abundance. Glory be to God in the highest for every good worker. Can you see how God does it? He said, God is able. That's right. Pastor, you don't know how far I've gone. You don't know my state. Did you hear me? God is able. If you will anoint your head in the presence of your enemies and set the table before him, I then is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always, come on, I want to repeat that word, always, yeah, always, having all sufficiency in all things. Glory be to God in the highest. May have an abundance. Glory be An abundance for every good work. Hallelujah. My cup runs over. Glory be to God in the highest. Of course, again, remember Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able, hallelujah, to do exceedingly abundantly above, hallelujah. All that we ask a thing, you may be asking, God, to save me with this little, just it will anoint your head with oil. Prepare a table before in presence of your enemies, hallelujah. You will have a cup overflowing abundance, glory be to God. You're looking for a tiny little crumb, God will overwhelm you with such an abundance that you have no place to keep it. That's the nature of the God itself. This was the knowledge of David. So when David was saying, the Lord is my shepherd, regardless of how hard things were, it's possible that he was facing some life-threatening issues. I said, but the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's right. I want you to boldly say, I shall not want. Because Jesus is the shepherd of my soul. I shall not want. He wants to restore you today. Remember, I haven't described all the nature of God and his qualities. From verse 4, we're looking at then what should be my attitude? David seemed to be saying. He said, if when I walk through, I shall fear no evil. He says, for you are with me. You are ready to comfort me. You prepare a table before me. The presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. My cup runs over. So what kind of life shall I live today? The life of my cup running over. My cup running over righteously. My cup running over morally. My cup running over health-wise. My cup running over financially. My cup running over maritally. My cup running over even in bringing of my children. The life I should be living as a covenant child of God today or the life I'm expected to live is cup running over type of life. Wasn't that what Paul was saying in the book of Galatians in 2.20? He said, I've been crucified with Christ. So it is no longer I will live, but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. Hallelujah. I live off the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So my physical life is a life of faith in Christ Jesus and what he has died to make me and provided for me. So my life today is a life of a sheep under the leadership of a shepherd. A cup running over kind of life. And I'm asking Lord in the name of Jesus that for everyone on the sound of my voice including myself now let this indeed be a new beginning in Jesus' name. That it might be said that of a truth, the path of the righteous has a shining light that shines brighter and brighter even unto the perfect day in the name of Jesus. And that it might be said that indeed he who has started the good work in us, because what you're doing in us is good, is perfecting it even unto the day of the Lord. We give you the praise, we give you the honor. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For this, my brother, Heal his body, Father, in the name of Jesus. 
for this my sister and this my brother father bind the broken hearts in the name of jesus for this my brother this my sister whatever the problem whatever the devil is using to torment them we command a breakthrough and a deliverance in the name of jesus father we give you praise and we declare indeed you are a shepherd we shall not want to call the glory in jesus name so for everyone who has been ill rise and be healed in the name of jesus know fully well that in the name of jesus you will see your children's children that your children will grow up in the nurture and admonition of the lord in the name of jesus you will finish your life in high colors your life and the life of your household will glorify god in jesus name that the divine protection of the almighty will never depart you in the name of jesus Peace will flood your life, your lives, and your homes in the name of Jesus. It is well with you. Know that God loves you, and that's the truth, and there's nothing the devil can do about it. There's nothing man can do about it. God loves you absolutely. And honestly, I love you too. Until next time when we meet, remember, the Lord is your shepherd. You will never want in Jesus' name. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.